even if I have a voice. I haven't spoken that much today. I do have a voice. Hooray. Hooray for having a voice. Sorry, it's, it's almost 11 a.m. on a Saturday. Woke up to an empty house and just haven't even yelled at the dogs. Just been quiet. But I can talk. That's good. I don't sound like shit. Good. Alright, so I I haven't podcasted in a while. Last week and the week before were a hell of a thing. The week before, as I mentioned, helped take my daughter to college far away, which brought me away from the microphone. And then last week I started college for myself. I am taking a business class uh, to get a certificate in business, sorry, management and leadership. So I'm taking a class now in, uh, you know what? I don't even remember the name of the class because it just got into not management immediately on the, you know, the first chapter was like, hey, we're going to teach you some leadership stuff. And then the uh, the second chapter was on, uh, they called it diversity, but uh, as I read the chapter, I, I learned the real, uh, you know, what's diversity, what's equity, what's the difference between the two, why do they come together. Um, and there is, you know, I'm going to put some stink on it, but, you know, there is some stuff that I learned, and I'm not going to completely rag on it and I had to write a paper on uh, why diversity is good and why uh, what I would do if I was in charge of creating a diversity plan and so I, I I spent way more time on that than like any homework assignment like ever because I didn't just want to parrot back the, the talking points. Because it's like 40 chapters, or 40 chapters, it's 40 pages of like, diversity's good. Like, like you know, like gender diversity, like there's like men and women. And if there's diversity, then that's good. And there's like, there's races. So there's different races that could be, you know, diverse. And if that's diverse, then that's good. And let's see, ethnicities, there's different ethnicities. And if you have diversity of those ethnicities, then that's good. And it's like 40 fucking pages of, like, trying to explain to a, a kindergartner that having different people with different experiences, backgrounds... Uh, we used to be able to say biology. Um, for the kids out there, you know, 15 years ago, we didn't think anything about, you know, is it dangerous for saying that men and women are different? Uh... In fact, my understanding is that's the whole, like, reason behind, like, feminism and diversity of genders is that there's a difference. Because if there's not a difference, then th there's no diversity. And so, you know, we, you know, I mean, the, the science is pretty clear that our brains are wired differently, men and women, and they're... Um, like, even the textbook itself talked about, you know, women have a slight advantage in communication skills, you know, things like that. There's little differences, you know, when it comes to aggression, uh, men are a little bit more prone to aggression uh, than women. And yeah, this goes really deep into the science, you know, and anywhere in the middle of the curve, you like, what was it I heard from, uh, from Peterson is... Uh, if you were to take a random woman off the street and a random man off the street and guess who was more aggressive and you picked the man, you would be right 60% of the time. But if you looked at the outer extremes, that 6% is where it matters. So if you look at who's in jail for violent crime, 99% of it's male because the most extreme expression of that difference is on the edge. And... Um, well, obviously, way fewer women are violently aggressive. So, so there you have it. So there's my whole life. There's been the the understanding that men and women are are not uh, interchangeably the same. And if you wanted to uh, be a woman, 
and express the diversity that having a woman would be. Uh, it's not like how you identify. It's not how you, you know, even when it's authentic, you, 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 you can't just slip into that. And I know there's a lot to be learned about um, trans. There's, you know, there's a lot of fuckers out there who act like we all understand it all. And if you don't agree, you're a cunt. Uh, but that's obviously not true. So much has changed in the last, you know, every, every six months it's different. So I'm all for learning and exploring. I'm not all for like fucking destroying someone's life because they're asking questions and not going along with whatever, uh, is important today. Um, cause that's the other thing about diversity and equity is it's real important to some people to have like no humility to just be complete. I'm right. And if you're not with me, then you're against me. And, uh, science isn't supposed to work that way. So let's see, where am I going with this? I, uh, they were talking about diversity and I think of diversity as, well, there's lots of, there's lots of flavors to it. And I had, this is why I had to write so long. Cause it's, you know, the paper's like, tell me what's great about diversity. And what would you write for a plan for diversity? And I'm like, okay, well, the, the obvious plan is don't be prejudiced. Uh, but that's not all it takes to get diversity. Uh, as I explained, well, I, I'm a computer programmer. Uh, when I'm not kicking ass out of work, when I'm kicking ass in work, well, now I'm a manager, but uh, I've been a programmer and now I manage programmers, so I'm into the programmer industry, and what does it take to get good programmers writing good programs? And as many of you might not be uh, shocked to understand, the ratio uh, of male to female programmers is not exactly even. And if we wanted pure diversity... Well, how do you even get that? Like, and this is, you know, this, I'll just talk through my thought process. Like, well, what does diversity mean? Obviously having some women programmers, but how do you know when you're diverse enough? Cause like at my last company, uh, like every meeting, uh, with a level of manager or like my, my boss's boss, she was, a she was a VP. So any meeting that had a VP or above was going to talk about our need for diversity. And uh, my R&D team was 48% female and, uh, let's see, 62% non-white. Uh, so, you know, the, the question has to be asked, how diverse is that? On a scale of 1 to 10, um, you know, because I, I, I'm a fucking programmer. I'm a fucking engineer. I'm also an artist, uh, a, a savant, a writer. Uh, I wax my mustache from time to time. It's, uh, it's good times. Uh, I do a lot of things. But I'm also an engineer, which means I want to know, like, what's the goal, how we're doing. Because some people might think, hey, uh, 48, 51% female to male. Uh, 62% uh, non-white to, uh, hold on, I can do some math in my head, 38% uh, white feels like diversity to me. But every conversation was like they were talking to a fourth grader trying to, not a fourth grader, a four-year-old. Diversity's good. Diversity's great. Everyone's happy when there's diversity. It's easy. Everyone's happy. I'm like, easy, fucking easy. Getting in a room trying to solve problems with 15 different perspectives, and obviously the end product's better, but that you don't call that easy. Or like different cultures, like, oh, I got a story. I wrote about this. I, I got all this in my mind because I, I wrote like 20 pages worth of shit this, this week. Like I had a, I had an employee, we, we went out to, uh, to Portland, uh, our team did 
because our, our VP took us out to, uh, well, we, we went up there to meet our other team. And then the, the, uh, the VP took us off to a vineyard that she liked and she bussed us all out to this place. It was great. We, we drank some, some wine and got the bus ride back to the, to the hotel. And, uh, there's this guy, sweet Indian guy married, uh, kids, all of that stuff. But we sat together on the bus and he kept touching me and like, Hand on my leg, hand on my shoulder, armor over my shoulder. Um, and he was drunk. And I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, homeboy's, uh, homeboy's sweet for the Nickster. Um, and he never did it again. But I also didn't look at him the same way again because I knew that he was just uh, one, uh, one or two drinks away from... Uh, feeling me up again and I felt that way for a few years until I talked with someone else uh who's lived in that part of the world and he's like dude and you know in the middle east like guys walk down the street with their buddies holding hands you know arms over their shoulders hugging uh you guys would you, you'd call it cuddling uh sometimes they kiss on the lips that's just that's just how guys are and it's got nothing to do with uh, with sex. It's just, uh, you know, it's easy for us to say, hey, we're repressed or whatever. And I guess the, the just the point is, is that it was so fucking different from what I was used to. And it looks so, <laughs> as anyone would expect, to, to have that first experience with someone who was drunk. And I'm sure just him being drunk, uh, not that he would do that. I, I, what I'm saying is he got drunk enough to forget that I probably wouldn't understand uh, friendship the way he did friendship back home. So so I was glad that that I didn't do it. So that's just, you know, that's just one example. When you're in a culture like that or someone else from another culture that I saw was like, how dare a woman talk to me like that? You know, because he got treated like an equal by a woman and his culture back home was not big on that and you know my, my point you know back back to the point i was making you throw people into a room with differences like that and say that what comes out of that is easiness easy fun uh good times it's like no that is not the point of diversity. So my last company really screwed my head over with diversity because they, you know, you could be 62% non-white and like the, the main goal for the year, the number one goal, corporate goal for the year was something they called hyper diversity. And I'm like, what are you really aiming at? Because by some measure, we're kind of there. We're certainly not in the need for hyper, whatever this thing is. And, I mean, there's there, people are obviously using diversity to get something else. Um, as I figure out, you know, how political I want to get in this, you know, I can say I'm definitely going to start to get. I feel like I can talk shit about communism, right? I mean, we can talk shit about fascism, and no one's going to go, "Hey, don't get political. Fascism's bad. Hey, no politics, man. Politics is lame." You know. I think everyone agrees that fascism's uh, is wrong, and that I'm not attacking half the country. <laughs> I mean, if you're a piece of shit, then you might think that me saying uh, fascism's bad is attacking half the country. But that's because you are being dishonest about the other half of the country. There's nobody. I, oh, I can't say nobody. Uh, there's less than uh, you know a few hundred people in the country who think that fascism's good. Well, even then, I can't say that because I know there's a group that fashions themselves uh, anti-fascists. Who, I guess, you got to get real deep in the nuance for what is fascism to determine whether or not they're fascist. Because what they do is they beat people up for not agreeing with them. And I guess if you really mince words, you can say why that's not exactly fascist. 
Uh, but it's fucked up and wrong and I'm going to condemn it and I'm trying to like, I tried to find, okay, well, what is it like if someone's a totalitarian cock and they're on the right, they're a fascist. And if someone's a totalitarian cock and they're on the left, they're not a fascist. Uh, okay, fair enough. So what's the word for them? Don't act like those cocksuckers don't exist. Don't act like hundreds of millions of people didn't die last year from totalitarian cocks on the left. There better be a fucking word for it. Or it just shows that no one cares enough to give it a word. So I think the word's communism. So at some point I'm going to get into uh, what I think about communism and Marx and the, the new application of trying to get the... The rich people and poor people fighting each other. Because um, I think that's a lot of... A, a lot of people with that idea are getting into diversity and leading diversity and turning diversity from a... Uh, wouldn't it be nice if people with different experiences, beliefs, uh, worldviews, cultures, traditions... Wouldn't it be great if we all got together, uh, hammered out the difficult uh, parts of uh, building something new that's better than the sum of its parts, but it's fucking hard because that kind of shit's not easy? Wouldn't it be great if we were diverse? And people are poising that and turning it into... Wouldn't it be great if we fundamentally changed society? if we fundamentally agreed that society is so bad that our systems are so bad that we just have to take the people who created them, silence them, they don't have a say, they're just bad people, you know, bad people with bad tendencies, incapable of being good, they just need to shut up and let the good oppressed people uh, kind of take over and build something new. And that's, uh, that's Marxism. That's what Marxism is. That's how communism came about. And that's what some people are trying to turn diversity into. And so that's what I got out of writing my, my 20 papers this week and turning it down into a half a paper is really getting good clarity on what I like about diversity what I don't like about diversity, and there's always going to be a, a cocksucker who will take any, uh, any topic uh, that's popular and poison it to promote their agenda. Like I saw, let's see, I, I finally saw human trafficking in the news. Um, I've said it before, I don't know if I've deleted all the podcasts I've talked about it, but it's like, I'm, I, my point was... You don't hear about uh, human trafficking, especially human sex trafficking in the news, because there's no political party who can attack the other political party for it. It's not a partisan issue. Therefore, it doesn't meet the standards of being newsworthy. It's just people uh, being sex slaves. Uh, but if it's not going to sway the, the election in November... Uh, then we got to go on to uh, to something else, something that matters, something that really matters. And uh, like I know, you know, the Republicans the last year have been suddenly talking about it because of uh, their, their disagreement with Biden, trying to take pieces off of Biden for the uh, for the immigration policies. Uh, so you know, now suddenly Republicans care about uh, trafficking. And it's not fair for me to say suddenly someone cares. It's just suddenly it's in the news. Uh, suddenly they're giving speeches in front of people, and those speeches are making it to me. Like, I, I don't... I'm going to admit it. I don't watch all of the speeches that all politicians make. Uh, it's just that these start start making it out into the, the zeitgeist where I can see. And then a couple days ago, I, I don't know if, if you know this, but... Uh, 
if you have a TV or an internet connection and a screen, then you probably do, that uh, people in border states, uh, Republicans in border states have been shipping uh, people who illegally came into the country off to uh, sanctuary cities in high-profile, uh, obviously political gestures, and now that's... Uh, some people are calling that human trafficking. And now human trafficking's in the news because now people can say, hey, Republicans, shitty Republican governors are human trafficking uh, volunteer migrants to somewhere else. So now, now all of a sudden, human trafficking, they found a way. They found a way to tie human trafficking to the outcome of the election. And now, finally... It's newsworthy. Uh, it has nothing to do with the actual, you know, suffering that <laughs> that's represented in, in uh, human trafficking. It's just that people know that word's wrong, and if you put that word and the word of the other person together, then bam, you've got a story. And that's the story, and people are pissed. And fuck. So... Uh, I'll just say I've I've gotten back to uh, some clarity in terms of what I like and don't like about diversity. The the clarity that when when you start to use it, like it didn't say in the book that like the pros and cons of diversity there was there is no cons um, in the textbook, but the pros were. Like, the pro wasn't, hey, you can fundamentally restructure society uh, by talking about diversity. Um, that's That wasn't in there. Uh, but some people are trying to, to, to make it about that. And that doesn't mean the whole thing's bad. It's just that... That's what I hear in the news because that's what that's the the part of diversity that has something to do with November elections is the uh, it's not that there should be more women programmers in my company. It's that we need to go out and vote and change the people who are in charge because we need to change everything about our society. And that's. Uh, well, you can, you can take it for, uh, you can have your own opinion on whether you think that's good or not. I, I don't like the dishonesty of it. And so there's that. So that, that it was good for me to get the clarity. Um, when, when diversity is good and when it's bad. And so then I'm like, okay, well, how do I really tell? Because. My last company, and I don't know if my current company is going to get in and start making me like my college. Like my, my, my college is like, go praise diversity. And like, okay, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to, like, am I supposed to tell you that we need to fundamentally restructure society? Because the patriarchy? Or am I just supposed to say that... Uh, there should be, uh, we should remove the barriers that prevent uh, people from equal treatment. So that's, that. boy, that's a hell of a setup to go, okay, well, as I started to um, think about diversity, uh, obviously, being willing to be diverse is not the same thing as being diverse. So... Like if you give someone a training, here's how not to be uh, prejudiced. If you have a woman come interview to be a programmer, uh, don't not hire her because she's a woman. Like, okay, thank you. And there's, you know, there's stuff to that. And, and you know, I'm being super facetious on that. Uh, cause it, it's, it's bigger than that, but it's still the same point that the point I'm making is you're, you, you teach people 
how not to uh, hold someone's characteristic against them. So if you're comparing two people and they have the same experience and skill set for the job, and, you know, one of them's male, one of them's female, one of them's black, one of them's white, you know, you just take anything like that, teaching people to identify and then disregard the assessment based on characteristic or some trait that's not directly related to doing the job. Getting rid of that. That's great. I love, tr I love training on that. I love conversations on that. I love learning new ways of coming at that problem. Uh, like, I just took sexual harassment training at work, and it's like the stupidest shit. Because they're not teaching you anything you don't know. They're like, if you're a manager, don't fire someone because they didn't have sex with you. Except it takes them five minutes of, of acting that out. Like, we don't know what that is. We have to have two lame actors act out a scene where that's the punchline. And then some fucking narrator tells you, don't do that. Like, I got that. God. Fucking God. I'm, I'm a manager at a company, and this is a manager training, and you're acting like I'm like, I've never heard that before. Do you have anything else to say? Is there any other, like, nuanced thing I can learn, like something I'm taking for granted that a woman may find uh, unseemly? Uh, you know, can you, can you get me in the headspace of, of the experience of someone who's different than me, who sees the world differently and sees what I'm doing as a negative? I'd love to learn that. Like, nope, don't fire people for not fucking you. Like, oh, God, okay, thanks, great, thanks. If we're not going to take this seriously, <laughs> just give me the test at the end. I'm going to pass it. I know the right answers. Let's just move on. So, uh... I don't know. I'm feeling feisty today. It's theater day today. I'm running sound at a show, the local show for my daughter, the one who didn't go away to college. Um, I should have her on here. She's she's funny and witty too, but she's she's so busy. She's off doing sports and then a doubleheader show, and I've got to run sound. And I've run sound so many times in the show that now I actually know the show. And I can unmute someone before they say a line, which is always better than unmuting them after they say the line. So I guess I'm saying all of that because I'm, I'm feeling punchy and angsty and excited. Um, yes, and tomorrow's my birthday. So it's not too late to send me... Uh, let's go with pipe tobacco. Uh, yes, thank you. Send me pipe tobacco. I'm, I'm out. So... Anyway, as I, what was I talking about? Diversity? I was talking about diversity. Oh, and the sexual harassment training. Yeah, so the just the... I. So I'm like, if I've got to write a plan, I'm just going to take for granted that people know that getting different opinions from people is acceptable and good. And if you don't feel that way, fuck you. That's an opinion you don't get to have. Um, that's not where the debate is. The debate is not whether or not there should be women programmers. Whether or not there should be uh, Asian, African American, Polish. Uh, you know, no one's saying nope, nope. Uh, only white programmers are the best. That's we, we solve that, especially in programming. I'm gonna. I'm mostly talking about programming. I'm sure someone can talk about something, you know, like alligator wrestling. Maybe there's an attitude that uh, uh, people from the South are the best alligator wrestlers and we better not have any of the, them foreigners coming in and, you know, like, I'm, I'm not speaking for all industries, but for software development, uh, everyone's on board, everyone's seen the proof. Everyone knows that uh, women programmers are as good as men programmers, that all the different races 
Uh, and then this industry especially gets complicated because then you factor in lower cost labor in other countries, which has inundated the field with um, different races. And you definitely see, you know, we've all seen firsthand that being on a team uh, of diverse uh, backgrounds and uh, ethnicities and races gets you uh, good outcomes if the programmers are good. If they're sorry, if they're good at being a programmer, and if they're not good at being a programmer, diversity don't count for shit. Uh, what's what's the example? And I I don't want to belabor the point, but I'll I'll just make it that diversity is not the only factor, and I don't think anyone says it is. But like, you know, if if you uh. If you're getting surgery and you look up and you're like, there's not enough diversity, they're like, well, go out into the, you know, go into HR and find some, get me some more representation because I need some more uh, uh, this gender and I need some more of this ethnicity. So just go out in the hallway until you find enough representation and have them come in and put a scalpel in their hand. Like, you know, no one's saying that. So diversity is not the, the only factor and anyone who thinks it is. Uh, they're just lying because that's not actually what's being proposed. Um, again, this is another example of me pulling apart what exactly I, I think of when I'm told, "Go say how great diversity is." I'm like, "Well, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be that. It shouldn't be the only thing." And like, "Well, yeah, no one's saying it is." So, uh, so we get from so so diversity, diversity is. This is what I was starting to say is equality of opportunity, meaning if you have two candidates, uh, one of them is uh, I'll keep I'm going to go back to women programmers because I, you know, my industry has been talking about this for 30 years, probably more. But since I've been paying attention uh, 30 years and so there's so much to say about it and it's not you, you can't you, you got to start trickling in equity to actually start to get anywhere and uh, I'll explain all that that's why I'm going through all of this so uh, diversity uh, as I see it is equality of opportunity so if you have a woman and a man and they're interviewing to be a programmer you look at their ability to be a developer and you disregard everything else and when you're done you get you make the decision, and they both have the same chance, uh, and that's uh, opportunity of, sorry, equality of opportunity. But the problem is that, you know, if I, I made up a number, let's say 75% of programmers in the country are dudes and 25% are female, then simply removing the obstacle of uh, or, or the the unevenness of uh, of a prejudice is not going to give every company a 50% male to female ratio because there's a scarcity of female resources and you can't just if you want the outcome if you actually want females on your team you have to figure out how to entice them away from other companies that they'd want to go to. And that's when you start to get into equity. Equity, as I call it, is like equality of outcomes. Where you don't just look and say, uh, does everyone, is everyone given the same shake um, at, at a stage in their life? And there's, you know, there's a huge conversation out there to be had about whether that's even true, where... You can take people and say, can they be given a fair shake? And what about education? And obviously rich people have a, are always going to have a better uh, opportunity than poor people because they had a life of, um, you know, better education, um, confidence boosting, uh, a sense of entitlement where you feel like you can ask someone 
for help that you 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 know that you're not a piece of shit you know all, all that stuff um hardwires someone into having an advantage and that's fair and I, i'm not even you know saying that you could have true equality of opportunity but i'm just categorizing when i say equality of opportunity means you look at at the decision point was the decision made between two candidates uh without the wrong reasons being included and to, to my point you still don't get one one well one definition of diversity could be like if, if you're in america and america is 50 percent female and 50 percent male then that does does that mean that diversity means that the programming team should be 50 percent female 50 percent male that each layer of management should be 50 percent female 50 percent male like diversity doesn't explain success when 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 do you know you've got the right mix because i understand if if we don't have female developers you know maybe we could change our job description to appeal to let's see i'm going to start treading on different water because there was a guy who really wanted at a boss last company who really wanted to hire more women and he's like well we have to write the job descriptions differently because the talking points that attract a man to a job are not the same thing that attract a woman to a job but i'm always mindful of the guy at uh who got fired from google for saying that there's a difference between men and women becoming programmers uh, that it's not just because you know well this is the bait I'll, I'll just summarize the debate kind of quickly it's uh like one 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 talking well can't tell it call it a talking point one one argument uh which is i don't know how true it is it's certainly not completely untrue but you know the the idea that uh, women are not encouraged to go into the stem fields um everywhere like i i think someone would be hard pressed to show me a school that was discouraging women from being in math um but you know I, i'm not saying that that this isn't it at all uh but that's just that's just one if i was to categorize it the the idea that society or the environments are telling women they shouldn't be software developers they should they should do something else uh i'm not saying they should be barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen but but for whatever reason society teachers uh the the world around them is discouraging women who otherwise want to be computer programmers uh, from believing in themselves or having access to that or you know they're being told no you can't do that that's this is a, that's a man's world and you should not go there that's one uh, category of analysis a different category of analysis is the idea that uh, men and women I, I've heard it described men like things and women like people and so you end up like if someone's going to sit around and work on a car all day, you know, rebuilding an engine all day, day after day, or writing code on a computer all day, day after day, not really talking to people, not really talking to lots of different people, you know, maybe chatting with your buddy, but, you know, a job where you're focused on fiddling with a thing. Uh, guys guys like that more than women and if you look this is something else that peterson says and i've i've learned to not take everything he says with uh as as utmost truth but i'll say that it's at least true enough to be considered an argument worth discussing that he says that in truly egalitarian societies like Scandinavia where they let everyone do what they want and you get free college and you just choose what you want to do and you can do it and no one's told that you know you can't you're the wrong gender or race to do that kind of profession you know when you flatten all of that out and you let people choose what they want
they've ended up with very extreme, like nursing is mostly female and engineering software development is mostly male. So when you give people the opportunity to choose and you remove all of society's influence in telling you you owe something to someone to do something or you don't, you should not do something because that's not for you. When you remove all of those external factors and everyone has opportunity to do what they want and they choose, that, cho that choice shows there's a difference. So how true that is, I mean, I don't think he made it up. I didn't research it myself, but it certainly, it means in the longest path possible that there's at least two categories for why there are more men than women, software developers. You have... Oh, it's nature versus nurture. You have the environment telling them not to do it, women not to be programmers, or you have their natural instinct, um, which is, hey, I don't want to sit down at a computer all day writing code. Because that's the thing. It's like I didn't, I didn't just go to college and say, uh, you know, roll the dice and pick a a major for computer science. I love sitting at the computer writing this stuff, and then I went to college to to do that major. So, I mean, I, I hope most people don't just pick a major hoping that they like it. I, I hope most people pick a major knowing that it's what they want to do, because well, that seems better, but I know it's not completely true. Uh, one of my good friends uh, I met because we were in the same major together and he studied his ass off and we would always work together studying a test because I'd be like, I haven't studied at all. What's what's going to be on the test? And he he was happy to run through it with me because it was reinforcing. He was basically teaching me, which is a good way to learn. And so we'd do this like we'd meet an hour before the test and he'd run through all the notes and then I was happy because then I was learning what he'd spent the last week learning. And then we'd take the test and I'd get an A and he'd get a B or a B minus. And he was always pissed off. He's like, well, you didn't even know this an hour before the test. I'm like, well, you're such a good teacher. But uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just a, a good test taker. Maybe I'll do a, a podcast on why I'm lucky. Because uh, I don't freeze up under pressure. I actually do my best thinking or my best performance under pressure. And I know that's a unique skill set that no one can really teach. You either have it or you don't. But, uh, I mean, that's something else that's interesting about this whole thing is, you know, that, that skill sets like that, the difference is, you know, that's not accounted for in diversity. You know, someone who's a really good listener uh, that's not necessarily male or female or one race or one culture over another or people who are really good at telling like if someone's lying like oh god I had a coworker who was amazing at telling whether or not well we, when we were interviewing people like everyone's like oh this person's great and he's like nope they're gonna be gone in six months and it's gonna be a miserable six months for us and we're like oh did you talk to the same person he's like yep and this is I don't know what it is but and then we then we overruled him. I remember when we overruled him, and then he was like, "Very, very right." And so whatever, whatever he had, that that intuition, the ability to see uh, what most of us miss. You know, there's just so many different skill sets that you 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 want to take into mind that aren't covered by diversity. So. This again, this is another point that, uh, well, some diversities uh, are called out and some aren't, and you you want to surround yourself with people who are different than you. So what started out as me congratulating myself for being so awesome, I actually made a point for that, so that's good. Hooray. Um, 
but yeah, the so so back to where I was building towards because I got I got to be at at the theater in an hour and I got to go put on my face. I got to go wax my mustache. So I better I better get to the end. Um, if you're talking about the benefits of diversity, it's not simply I'm not stopping someone from working here based on a trait, but that doesn't get them working for your company. So you need equality of outcomes and maybe equality is the wrong word but it's like considering the outcomes like you're successful or not successful based on the diversity numbers that you have and the numbers you have related to diversity so it's not merely the absence of prejudice it's also the existence of the different uh, characteristics that you're looking for. Because, you know, and obviously that's true because the benefits of, of uh, diversity on my software team is not merely the absence of prejudice, it's actually having those different points of view. So at some point you have to look at the outcomes. And like one, one of the chapters, or one of the sections in the chapter was talking about difference in pay like, well, females uh, make this much uh, smaller amount on average than male in the same job. And I'm like, well, that's not diversity. That's something else. And so picking that apart and that kind of picking that apart is when I kind of learned the difference between. Um, oh, God, this still blurs the line, even while I'm talking now, like. The difference between, when I started that last sentence, I'm like, so, so diversity means that uh, you, well, shit, maybe, maybe I just unraveled this all because, you, you know, what you've got, at least the way, I, I think I started on the point of opportunity of, uh, Outcomes versus opportunity of opportunity, uh, equality of opportunity versus equality of outcomes is most of the chapter of the book implied uh, the former, the, the opportunity, equality of opportunity, because that's what you can train people for. You can train people not to be prejudiced. You can write a law to say, let's not be prejudiced. What you can't do, I, I can't even say can't do, what you shouldn't do is write a law saying that diversity looks like this and if you don't have this type of representation in your organization, then you have to do something to, um, to force it to happen. I'll give you an example, just an extreme example. Um, if you if you say if, if there's a wrestling match and you want uh, the women to win against the men fifty percent of the time, and you've got the best female wrestlers and the best male wrestlers, and you want equality of outcomes, uh, you only really get that. Well, I don't say. Oh, one way to get that is like okay, well maybe you start. Uh, tying one of the guy's arms behind his back or something. There needs to be some way to take the realities, uh, the advantages of one against the other and get rid of them and force the superior skilled or superior, the, whoever's got the, um, the upside, the, the better, skill set or better whatever characteristics you limit those so that the person with you know no one no one can be better than the most limited skill set so you get a quality of outcomes um and obviously no one's advocating that that's stuff in science fiction but if i wanted to you know write a law saying you must have 50% female programmers and it, you know for your company and there's only 25% of the programmers in the country are female 
well, then how would I, how would I get only, you know, I could say, and I, we actually had this at my last company, we needed to hire 10 people. And we went a year without interviewing anyone because the guy was waiting for women to apply. And he wasn't going to hire a, a male until he hired a female. And the, the company really paid the price for that. So, I mean, I think anyone would agree that you, but the, uh, you, you don't destroy your opportunity by seeking these goals. But that's, that's what I mean. That, and maybe I loosely call that uh, equality of opportunity versus equality of outcomes is we, we were 100% in favor of hiring females. I, obviously, you know, uh, no one was against that, but it didn't mean that was all that it took. So because we weren't getting the outcomes that we wanted. And so you got to start to adjust things. And so that's, that's when I'm talking about the complexities of this. Because if you want if you want to get something to happen that statistically, you know, we all understand uh, supply and demand. And if 75% of the resumes that come in are from the demographic that you don't want and 25% that come in are from the demographic that you do, uh, well, just math's not on your side. And even then, there's companies who really learn how to get the 25% of female. I, again, I just made those up. I, I literally didn't even bother to Google that number because I'm just making the point. Whatever number it is, it's not 50-50. But the, the point stands. There's less, significantly less female developers in the job market. And so... Some companies have really figured out how to get more than their fair share of female applicants for this job. And that's, that's the right way to go about it. But even then, that's going to max out because in 10 years, there's going to be uh, training that says, here's, here's how you write a job description. Here's how you describe the benefits in a way that uh, treat women differently. Oh, that was the point I was going to make earlier is that there's the guy from Google who who got fired when I was talking about the nature versus nurture um, discussion on why there's not the same number of men and women going into computer programming is uh, there was a, a Google internal Google chat board and it was determined that the right answer was it was all about uh, nurture. It was all about the environment. It was all about finding the reasons why women were being told they should not be programmers. And and uh, an employee wrote, you know, went off to the science and wrote, look, there's some literature here that just suggests that women don't want to be programmers as much as guys do. So the ratios are going to be off because that's their, that's the preference of the people who are involved in the equation. Uh, what, what do we think about that? And it sat, you know, he made his comment in the internal board. It sat there for a while, but the, eventually it got out. It became public that uh, a darn fool Google employee actually believed that women and men weren't exactly the same, and he got fired uh, because... Uh, that's not the impression Google wants to send. So that's just what I say when I, I get nervous about hinting that uh, women as some sort of statistical group with a bell curve, that their bell curve does not exactly overlay the male bell curve when it comes to wanting to be a programmer. And like aggression... You know, you, you end up with little differences, like like what I said earlier. There's a like if you said a man and a woman uh, randomly picked, the male is six percent more likely to be a six six percent likely to be more aggressive than the female. Not a huge difference, but that's when you end up with ninety nine percent of males are the prison population. And maybe that's it. Maybe 
men are 6% more likely to want to be a programmer than women. Uh, and you just end up with, uh, and maybe it's less than that. Maybe men are 4% more interested in it. And what you end up with 75, 25, uh, through no fault of our own. Uh, I know I tried to, you know, get my daughters into coding, but it never stuck with either of them. And my friend who did testing, who helped me with the tests, uh, we both graduated. He went off. He was a coder for less than a year. And he's like, I hate this shit. And, you know, there's no point where I'm like, well, you owe it to, you owe it to society or you owe it to someone to keep being a coder. He's just like, well, this isn't what I want to be doing. He became an entrepreneur and he's way more successful than I am. Uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with letting people do what they want to do. Who the fuck am I to be telling people that they should be doing something? But, you know, these are, you know, you, you, you get it. This is where I'm going. These are the complexities. And if, uh, if I really wanted to write a diversity plan, I, I would be looking mainly at the outcomes. And I'd be saying, okay, well, what are the outcomes? Because we can't all want different things and just call it diversity. Like my last company where we just get together and say, rah, rah, more diversity. Diversity good, not diversity bad. Like, I, I, you know, I'd want to say like, okay, well, the goal is this percentage of representation in this group and that percentage of that group. And then, you know, get agreement from everyone. Yes, this sounds right. This is a good goal. Again, because I'm an engineer and I'm like, well, what's our goal? Because I don't just want to, there's a lot of people who, who talk about how they want diversity and then that's it. That's the payoff because they talked about it and they feel real good because they said the right things. And I'm like, well, that, you know, the book didn't say anything about the, the benefit of diversity is you can feel real good after you talk a good game. <laughs> so, ah, shit, I should have put that in my paper. But that's, you know, you gotta... They say if you don't measure something, you can't improve it. But so the, I guess the first thing is defining what that something is, and then you measure it. And if you say, okay, the engineer's... And you got to figure out where you're doing it. Like if I say, okay, all the engineers on my team, I want 45% uh, female in the next three years. Then someone could say, well, you know, but what if you end up with all of the senior level engineers are male and all of the junior fresh entry level engineers are the females? Is that, is that equity in, or, or diversity? And you, you got to have a discussion because is it or isn't it? Uh, is it diversity but not equity? Is it equity but not diversity? There's, you know, that God. So there's so much complexity to the conversation and I just flat out refuse to accept the, the well, I, I shouldn't get a say because I'm a, I'm a straight white male, and if I don't just let other people say the truth of it, both the truth of the outcomes, the causes, and all of that, if I, I just need to keep my mouth shut because I don't know, because I don't have the right experiences. That, like, that's rule number one, is that shit's not allowed. Everyone gets to ask a question, and if the truth uh, is that someone's got a shitty perspective then you fix that perspective not by saying shut up you're not allowed to have any perspective <laughs> uh, i don't know i'm big on logic i'm big on reasoning and i also understand that some people just aren't going to go along with it and then then you hit them over the head with a hammer but yeah yeah you, you, you reason with them and if they don't go with reason you're like no you can women can be as good a programmers as men and if there's some guy who's just like, no, I've just, I just don't see it. And then you explain why and there's no, I still don't see it. Then you're like, all right, well, you're a fucker. Uh, but you don't start it at the beginnings. Like, are you sure that's true? Shut up, shut up. You're bad. You're evil for asking the question. You, some, some people are evil and fuck them, but you don't skip the logical part of the, or uh, discussion. That's where I'm going.
you don't skip the what and why and how we're doing this by saying anyone who doesn't trust whatever your secret plans are is a, is a piece of shit. We all have to share the plans because even if you have two people who are in on it and they want to define what progress is, they're not going to agree. So I'm, I'm big on transparency. I'm big on not a, as a leader going, well, I've got all the right answers, and so I'm just going to tell everyone what to do. I surround myself with smart people who I think we're all heading in the right direction, and then I get all their input. And so that's, that's my diversity plan is have everyone agree what our priorities are, adjust them, question them, refine them, uh, regularly meet and inspect them. How are we doing? Are we meeting them? Um, and if you want to be part of that conversation, you got to be, you know, these are uncomfortable conversations. There's no safe space here. If you, if your idea is you want a safe space, but you also want to tell people only your side of this dangerous conversation, then, you know, fuck you. Uh, if you, if you want to have a conversation, then let's have it. But it's not going to be easy. People are going to say stuff you disagree with, and then you make your points. And if you can't handle that, then you go find a different industry to be in other than promoting diversity. So that's, that's where I'm at. So you see, I'm not against diversity. I'm not against finding ways to get outcomes as long as they're not uh, artificially limiting. You know, if someone were to say, well, it's worth it if everyone has a lower standard of living, but there's equality. Um, I don't think that's a trade-off anyone would make. I think everyone would rather have a, a better standard of living. Uh, than a completely equal standard. And like, like for example, you know, if I was to say, well, hey, the, the rich are really rich. But it's like the poor, the poor today in America are better off than they were 100 years ago. Are the rich way richer? Yes. But the poor are also... And if you don't believe it, then you need to go see what the poor were living like 100 years ago. Because it's just fundamentally true that there's going to be inequality in the system and you can you can say I'm, I'm going to live with the inequality we're always going to improve things are going to get better uh better for everyone yes they'll get much better for the rich but they're also going to get better for the poor i know people like to say trickle down economics don't work and i'm not even necessarily talking about that i'm saying you know read a fucking history book See what the poor people were living like a hundred years ago, and see if, if uh, your, if if we haven't improved on that. And uh, whereas you take another like Venezuela or something, where they're like, no, we want equality. Uh, and how they just destroyed. They went from very being very prosperous, to. Uh, People starving to death and getting the hell out of there because it's just so bad because it was like, no, 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 equality matters most. And I know I'm just being, listing off the extremes, but these are the th the trigger points I have for when people are heading in the wrong direction. It's like, well, yes, I want, I want to improve, but not at the detriment of the people I want to uh, make more equal. <laughs> so... That's it. Those are my deep thoughts. If you made it here to the end, I would be completely shocked. But uh, I just think by getting specific, we can all realize that if you're not just into diversity to fundamentally change America, uh, we're probably like 90% in agreement on everything I said, uh, whatever side you're on. That when you get precise, you go, okay, yeah, no, there's blurry parts to this. There's parts where people are trying to twist it for their agenda. And then there's the 80% we all agree on is the good part. And let's focus on that. Let's focus on being better.
let's stop assuming someone else is a piece of shit. And let's start sending me uh, pipe tobacco for my birthday. Okay. How long did I go? See, an hour. See, like I, th I know I told you. I thought uh, when I started doing this podcast, I'm like, oh boy, how am I going to be able to talk for, for 15 minutes? And now I'm like, well, how am I going to be able to get it all said within, uh, within an hour? So yeah, it's just, uh, it's just me looking at my orange wall and talking. So I think we're it. We're at the end. I'm glad I could save the world. Uh, go, go spread the good word. My good word. <laughs>